This is a Think Live Be production. probably would have a massive headache if I did that. <laughs> Are we recording? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I have two coffees too, but this well, one's better. Like if it was just regular coffee, you know, you can drink a whole pot of regular coffee, but this stuff Yuck. is really strong. Like office coffee? Well, no, I, well, uh, office coffee is not, ta- it doesn't taste good. I just mean that you can do that. Like you fill up your cup and then you fill it up again, you fill it up again and it's no big deal because it's, it's pretty watered yeah, what down. You're, what you're drinking there is basically a super concentrated triple espresso. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time we're done with this podcast, I'm going to have had six <laughs> shots of espresso today. sweaty. <laughs> I know that I get from Starbucks, I get a triple espresso blonde mm-hmm. with a splash of milk and one pump of vanilla. Mm-hmm. So that's what I have over there. So. Yeah, there's so. their espresso, their their single shot though is about one quarter of what my single shot is. That, yeah, like they there there's a really super tiny. I always used to It's a swallow. Yeah, it's like it just it's there's nothing to it and stuff. This that cup is filled almost halfway with espresso. It's delicious. <laughs> it's, I'm like going to reach for it again. I'm just have to pause. Um, just drink the whole thing. Golden Hills. Let's plug them. <laughs> if you're in listening the, in the Central Florida area. You don't even have to be in the Central Florida area. Oh, that's true. You can go to goldenhillscoffee.com. Well, and they probably and they supply ship. other grocery stores. And they do. They yeah. yeah, you can go into, well, you can go into some grocery stores here, the fresh markets and stuff and get it. But you can live anywhere in the United States and they'll ship it to you. Mm-hmm. Golden it's, Hills. It's delicious. Family owned and operated. <laughs> this isn't a plug, although I, I wish it was. I, I know. They want to send us some free We post, free we post stuff on our uh, Instagram pretty regularly and they they keep following us and liking, liking stuff. It, yeah. Maybe we'll, we did a blog post on them and then National Coffee Day yeah. did the poor post that the commercial we have. Yeah. So maybe we can make some sort of partnership where they, <laughs> they supply Think Live Be Coffee. Sure. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I don't know what's in it for them. <laughs> That'll save I guess the budget. us talking about it yeah, sure. on our podcast. Yeah. yeah. They start getting uh, orders from all across the country. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, anyways, so coffee is delicious. Coffee is life. <laughs> and we're uh, recording this in the morning. That's why we're having some coffee. Normally we record it in the afternoon, but we thought we'd change things up. And um, it's nice and beautiful here in sunny central Florida today. And we're going to talk about um, just life. Oh <laughs> this is going to be fun. No, I was I was telling Pat this morning, you know, we are trying to do things to this house. And so we are calling vendors and trying to get quotes for things and all that. And you get a really good insight into how people operate their business and what other people do when um, when you have to go through that experience of like it's not just one thing. We're looking for multiple things. So we're calling Right. I mean, not hundreds of businesses, no, but, but like a lot. Pool companies, painting companies, uh, siding companies, um, carpenters, people who can grade landscape. Um, they're just all sort. And so for every single one of those six or seven jobs I just rattled off, there's a few more. And um, for every one of those, I've called, you know, between three and five different companies. Yeah. So you get a really good cross section of how people run their business. And what we have discovered is that everyone's terrible. 
everyone is terrible at communication and responsiveness. And then I think about that and I'm like, I mean, first of all, you wonder like how to place to stay in business. That's like my first question. And then I apply it to, to our business and I'm like, you know, I feel like we are pretty good about responding, especially to leads, even yeah. though we may not be perfect. No one is. And we're seeking our best. Um, but I think we're pretty good about if somebody inquires about something, we're going to respond to them right away. Yeah. And yeah, then somebody, try to reach them multiple times. That's what I don't understand. Like the leads is basically somebody saying, come take my money. Yeah. Right. Whereas these were call, I'm calling people and they're not returning phone calls. They're never calling back or they're coming and they're doing walking around, writing down a bunch of information. Yeah, we'll get you a quote. Never, I have to chase them down to get a quote back. And it's like, I am trying to give you money. It would be like, it would be like if you were to be doing an open house and somebody walked in and said, uh, I want to yeah, make an offer. I don't, ha- I don't have an agent, but I want to make an offer on this house. Will you write it up? And then you say, yeah, sure. I'll, I would love to do that. And then just never call them. Right. That's the experience that we're getting from other vendors, which is insane and stuff. So, yeah. It's, but, you know, I mean, that's the thing is like there are agents out there who would do that. Yeah. And because for various reasons, um, I think people write stuff down on like a note piece of notepaper and then lose it. <laughs> don't don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but like I and I've been there. So I can say I I still think. Even in my most disorganized days, uh, which I'm always, Pat always makes fun of me and says I'm uh, the most disorganized, organized person. Mm-hmm. Or most organized, disorganized it's person. True. Everyone. Depends on the day. You still keep it together. <laughs> but like, even when, you know, I was writing people's information on a piece of paper and putting it in a notebook and then maybe not always knowing where I put that notebook or knowing where I put that piece of paper, I always had it in my head that I needed to follow up with them. And I just had to find that piece of paper. Right. And I'm talking about years ago before I even probably the first year or two. Before um, you had a CRM. Yeah. I didn't even know what that was, you know, uh, that I'm talking about like just starting out not having any idea and you meet somebody and you're like, Oh, it's a lead. What do I do with this? Like that time. Um, so I understand that a lot of agents do that. And so that's why people have, um, sometimes you'll meet people and they seem to have like this really, I don't know, a bad attitude about realtors is because of that experience that they've probably received before where they've asked for something and somebody says, yeah, I'll do that. I'll get that to you tomorrow. And then they don't. And, and then two days go by, maybe they re- that person reached out, hey, can you send that to me? You said you were going to send that to me. Oh, yeah, sure thing. I'll get that to you by the end of the day. Nothing. And then those people fall off and they go, that realtor was a flake well, so, or whatever. And they find somebody else or they'd say, screw this. I'm doing it myself. Well, and that's why, like, I think, I feel like I hear that more and more, especially with, like, the ability to find a lot of information online. I hear, I think, more today than when I first started this idea of like, oh, I'm just going to do it myself. I'm going to just, I'm I'm searching on my own. It's like, why would you do that? Because they feel like they have access to everything. And you could argue that they don't and, you know, blah, blah, blah. But they feel like they do. And they've probably experienced trying to do something and not getting the result that they're looking for, like like we're having. Yeah, well, and we've hired contractors for other projects. And when we came and bought this house 
I said, I'm not hiring a contractor to do this kitchen. I'm going to do it myself. I've taught myself over the years. He's one of those people. Because, because I know what, that the, I just know that the, to the find, pace is not going to be there. To find someone who is going to have run their business the way that I would want them to have the communication with me, the way that I would want it to be, and for them to do the quality of work that I would expect is it would take me longer to find the person that would do that than to actually just do it myself. Just become that person, Pat. Go you. <laughs> well, and, and just to digress a moment, but you can. Like you're... You can do that because you're handy and... Yeah. Well, yes. For In this particular case. Yes. Yes. Now, if you take a step back, that most people shouldn't do anything that requires a professional service. Most people really shouldn't do it by themselves right. because they really don't have the time to do it is number one. If you have a full-time job, you don't really have time to find, especially in this market, to find a house, much less, mo- yeah, move fast enough to to get in there to see it, to write the offer, to have any clue whatsoever what it would take to get your offer accepted yeah. if you're not actually an agent dealing with it every single day. Correct. So it is different. Like yeah. you, you have the time to do that. You have the skills to yeah, do it. It is different. It is. But, but th- that's all true. And we've thought about that, but most people aren't thinking that far ahead and they don't know what they don't know. So they just say, I can do this. Yeah. Because they don't know what they don't know. So they don't know that they can't move fast enough. They don't know what that they have to do something specific to get their offer accepted. They don't know any of those things. So they just say, I can do it myself. Well, so backing up to what I was saying, though, um, well, first, let me just say (laughs) you're listening to Seeking the Best. Wow. I remembered. And um, this is our podcast where we talk about, you know, the personal and professional hurdles in the real estate industry. And I am Catherine Stelges. Across from me is Kayla Boundy, my director of operations. Hi. And our sound engineer, producer extraordinaire, Patrick Kutika. Hello. Who's got a lot of opinions on a lot of things. I do. <laughs> They're not half bad. Thanks. You're welcome. What prompted this, though, is like our experience of everything. But then... So two things came to mind in dealing with this most recent experience. Um, and I'm going to talk about it because it's not like the pool company is listening to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to name who it is either. But um, so the wh- what we're frustrated with is this particular company that we've reached out to. We, um, you know, somebody came out and like scheduled it scheduled it pretty quickly yep and they could come out pretty quickly which was nice yeah i mean within sometimes it's like yeah we can send somebody out in two weeks right depending on the project you know so it was like i called one day they said we'll have a designer call you you know explain the whole company blah blah how a designer call you um not that day but the next day the designer called scheduled a time to come out she did have to reschedule because her car broke down or something let's assume that's true um I can deal with that. That happens. Life happens. And um, I did one time go to a listing appointment and my car literally broke down on the side of the road. Yep. (laughs) And that was super embarrassing. And thankfully, they let me come back the next day and I got that listing. So I can appreciate that life does happen sometimes. Um, So then she rescheduled. She came again it was it was like the next day or two days later mm-hmm. she came looked around said um okay great you know well, I'll- previously though she had said in the meantime please send me the survey of the house and any drawings or anything that you guys have done so i can take a look at it so when i come out um, i already have an idea already have an idea okay so then she came she had not looked at any of that that was like you know first i sat in front of the computer redesigning and setting up 
a PDF with all of the stuff so that with examples and all of the things I said and I hurried up to do it because she was coming out the next day and I wanted her, ha- her to have this yeah yes. so she wasted my time right off the bat because she didn't even look at it so and sorry this is an event about it is, <laughs> it is a little bit so so she came out she had not looked at anything so that initially you do you feel as a consumer like okay well I just wasted my time last, she doesn't care about like putting that yeah. together for you and and you didn't even look at it so then you come out look at everything say we're gonna you know go put together some pricing information and then I followed up just to make sure it was clear that I wanted to have a quote before we came out to their office because I wanted to make sure that the budget was within what we expected before we go waste more time and their time. Like, I don't want to drive all the way out to the design center, have a big, long conversation, and then get a budget that I'm like, well, that's not going to work, you know? Right. So I'm trying to save our time and their time. And so I asked her to send that, and she said she was going to get it over, she said, by tomorrow. Okay, well, that was last week. I still don't have it. So then, So then I've followed up since then, I think over the weekend, right? Or maybe Friday or Saturday. Mm -hmm. And I said like, hey, just following up on this. Because she was going to send it the next day. And then we were going to, at the end of the week, go go out there. there, Because we would have had the numbers and been able to figure out. And then we were going to schedule. Well, that came and went when we were supposed to go out there. Right. So I followed up. Then she said she would have it to me. First, she said Sunday late in the day. And then she said Monday. So I was unclear based on the text message, when to expect it. So I set myself a reminder for today that if I had not heard back, that I would reach out again. Today is Tuesday. Today is Tuesday. I did not get it Sunday late afternoon. I did not get it Monday. Now it's Tuesday. And now it's Tuesday and I'm having to follow up. So the reason we are dragging all this out is to show you that like, that's not acceptable, right? That's not, no consumer wants that experience. It's frustrating. It's wasting our time. We have something in mind that we want to do and we're ready to do it and we're not getting the... Um, You're se- and they're setting the tone of what to expect. Right. And so what I said to Pat, though, was, do you think that this is the standard of the company? Like, is this what... Do you think if we called up the manager and said, hey, your designer told the us owner. they were going to... Yeah. Or the owner, yeah. Um, do you think that they would say, yes, that's the standard? <laughs> of course not, Right. Like and we always say this is like our little little motto is we do what we say we'll do in the time promised. What were you gonna say something different? Yeah, I always think it's different. What do you think? <laughs> oh we, great. We, we don't even know our own. <laughs> we do what we say we're gonna do in the time we say we're gonna do it. Well, yeah, same thing. Okay. We do what we say we'll do in the time promised. We do what we say we'll do. And we are not perfect. Right. Like I'm sure in my career, there have been times where I could not meet the expectation that I set. And then I'm mad at myself about it. Number one. (laughs) Number two, Mm -hmm. I'm going to reach out to that person, though, and tell them and set a new expectation. Like I'm not just going to let it ride. I feel like (laughs) if we do not contact this pool company. We'll never we will hear never from, hear from them. What's again. wrong with them? That's I don't know. I would imagine it's a decent that's, project. That's what, yes, that's what I was saying about like going to an open house, having a buyer come into an open house saying, "Will you write this offer up for me?" It's like that's free money. Yeah, right. It's we like, want to work with you, free, but yeah. Well, you know what I mean. It's like <laughs> you didn't have to work for the lead. They just. It's like I handed this designer it, finished drawings. And 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 we've already put a pool in once, and it's like the the only reason we called them is because our other pool company couldn't start for a very very long time. So it's like we gave them all of the reasons, but there's there's nothing wishy washy about 
our presentation to them. Well, so then we we were thinking, okay, so but there is a lot of noise in in right. the world. Like there's just you're bombarded with. I mean, if I get one more phone call, I get a phone call. I don't know if it's just me or what, but I get a phone call like almost every single day with an automated recording that says I'm. The virtual assistant for Sarah Newcomb. I don't know who she is, but I hate her. <laughs> and I don't know what they're selling or doing. I have no idea because I delete it because it's really annoying. Um, but my point is there's so, there's so much noise for us as consumers and as agents and, and business owners and business people. Like it is hard to sometimes decipher. I'm not making excuses for them mm-hmm. at all. Sure. How many, how many houses does a pool designer go to? This isn't a joke. How how many houses does a pool designer go to to get one sale? Like how many times does she go out and say and do the whole thing and talk to people and and then those people are like, we can't afford this. We don't want to do this. And then just never buy put a pool in probably happens, you know, eight out of 10 times. Sure. Well, it's just just like we track numbers, you know. It's like, do they not have like goals to hit, like numbers for sales and productivity on their in their business that I'm sure they matter? I'm sure they do. And I imagine she's although she's a designer, um, she's the salesperson, essentially. And so same thing with us. It's like you you're we're tracking numbers to know what um, first of all, we're looking at industry numbers to know like what we should be doing in terms of um, how many appointments should we set, how many of those should actually show up. And then if we're not performing at those levels, like why, right? It and, helps and, you hyper-focus on what to fix. Yeah. So I'm sure that they have the same thing and and every business probably does. I think the problem comes into um, how do you decipher the noise from real stuff because we also get a lot of spam and scam now again this is not Mm -hmm. this is not the example we're giving you we're not spam we literally met with the woman you know and just didn't get the proper follow-up uh on on anything but as agents we do get a lot of crap like we get fish people people that catfish us (laughs) that literally meet with us on zoom and then we're like i don't think this person is really buying a house (laughs) we had that happen um I still don't know what's what's the deal with that. That's but, a catfish for sure. But you get like the the uh, pre-recorded calls at least twice a day. At least I yeah. do that don't get to you, and you still get them. Yeah, we get we get a million text messages. We get literal like scams where they're trying to um, send you a link for something. Yeah, like, they're like, I'm interested in buying a home. Take a look at my Google Drive link and tell me what you think. And then it's like they're trying to hack your email. Mm-hmm. So, oh, by the way, if you're new to the industry and listening to this podcast, um, don't click links from people you don't know. That's like never number one wire fraud uh, issues there. But anyways, but you do, you have to be able to decipher through that and get through that that mess so that you are at least working the true leads in the most effective way. And that can be hard and overwhelming um, but that's why you build systems and and figure out ways to follow up with people and communicate with people so that because you don't know sometimes like you might get an inquiry on, let's say, Realtor.com. Somebody inquires and the initial phone call, you don't reach anyone. You just leave a voicemail and you have no idea if it's really the person that inquired or not. You leave a voicemail. Well, we could just stop there. But now go back to being a consumer and put yourself in the shoes of the consumer. Like I might have gotten your voicemail, but I was busy and I forgot, but I do want to buy a house and I am still interested in that house. Now, if you never call me again, 
I don't know. It'll get forgotten. I'm I'm not going to call you back because again, like I'm just going to go click on it again. Right. Or you've already clicked on five different things. You don't remember what it is. I've called um, five different painting companies or I've filled out a form on their website. Yeah. I do not remember the names of all five of them. I didn't write them down. I just was like, oh, here's one. Fill this out. Wait for them to call me. So if somebody calls me and leaves a message and I or and because I don't answer the phone, but then the next guy I answer the phone, I, I don't know if I'm going to go back to the one who left a message. Exactly. Right. So you so, just described it perfectly. Yeah, that's exactly because I'm living it. So 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 if you don't <laughs> keep, if you don't if you don't keep, I've got calls out to five different painters and to some some people who do grading and some other people that do contracting and and stuff. I've got a lot of messages out there. I'm not going and calling everybody back. I'm waiting for them to call me and uh, and connect with me. So if I've sent you a message and you don't send me anything back, I'm not sending you another one. It's not going to happen. I think this this perfectly illustrates, though, is like you're trying to basically let's just say buy something right because i mean that's essentially what it is you're looking for a service Uh, same thing when everybody is looking around online for real estate which is where everybody goes initially to look for real estate and they're going to come to you either through some paid lead source or a listing you might have they might call on a sign they might text for more information on a sign even an open house i went i went to three different open houses i don't remember who the realtor was at each one or what their name is i don't care if i had a conversation with them or not whoever reaches out to me and calls me and that i actually talk to is who i set the appointment with but i'm certainly not calling every single one of the Realtors, even if they left a message, I probably won't call them back. I'll wait until I get a hold of one of them calls me and I actually answer the phone. Well, and it's not even that you're waiting. It's that um, no, I'm doing you're other going things. on with your life. Yeah, I'm doing other things. Yeah. It's not like you're you're intentionally saying I'm not going to call that person back. You just you hear the message. You're in the middle of work or doing something. Mm-hmm. I'm just being in the shoes of the consumer. You're doing stuff. And in the meantime, somebody else calls you at 530. Yeah. Well, that person's going to work on setting the appointment and if you're ready to go they'll say okay yeah and then they've got the appointment and they're meeting with them and now it's a little bit different than um unless you're doing a listing as a buyer and stuff because you're you know it's like when i'm trying to get a quote for painting i do want multiple quotes and stuff whereas it's so it's a slightly different situation and everything that i'm not necessarily going to just go with the first person but if that person sets the appointment, shows up, gives me a quote before I can get the other guy to come out and I like it, I won't set the other appointments. You just described it. It is not any different. It's the same exact thing that happens with listings. It's like a lot of, I forget what the percentage is and I should have looked it up, but NAR has, uh, you know, all these stats that they track. And one of the things that they found is that um, most people will go with the first person they meet because- they're there. Yeah. <laughs> They're just there. And it is so hard to get anyone else on the there. line yeah. or get get them there in a yeah. timely manner. I would love to have had six or seven pool companies come out and all do quotes. That would have been awesome. It was impossible. I mean, See, you're just there. Well, I had yeah, I had <laughs> I there was one company um that I called just to have them come out, just to have them come out and walk around and 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 meet with me for the first time. And they were like four weeks out. We could, we can come out in November. Oh, gee. They said, well, do you think I'm going to, 
set that appointment? No, I didn't set that appointment. Find I moved sooner. on to somebody else. It would have been awesome to get six or seven people to come out, but you can't do it. Well, so in in these lessons that you learn from just life and applying it to business, I think there's a couple things here. Is number one, like you can't just expect that when I call somebody and leave a voicemail with them that they're going to call me back. No, they will not do that. They're not going to call you back unless the only time that, that I think that that happens is if it's let's say you have a listing and they're truly interested in that specific listing and right. and they want to go there's see always, that listing. Yeah, there's always exceptions. Right. But in general, people are not going to call you back. It is our job to follow up with them. And the consumers want you to follow up with them. They have a, a desire or a need or they wouldn't have clicked on the thing. And if if you follow up over time and they don't respond, that could have been spam or scam or maybe they maybe somebody else set the appointment with them but it doesn't matter you won't know unless you keep trying because again they're not going to call you back because why like they don't remember who they even inquired to yeah they have no idea they don't know what company you work for what brokerage you work for what your name is they don't remember any of those things and then the other thing is getting out to meet with people or or meeting with them in a timely manner recently um you know, well, not recently, but just in, in general, like if you set an appointment and it's further than a day or two, I always feel like, and I think that I could track this and say, this is true. If you set it more than a couple days in a, in advance, those people are less likely to show Sure. or absolutely cancel Yeah. because somebody else got to them first. Yeah. If they are serious, motivated and ready to go, then you really do want to get there pretty quickly. Yep. And I know there's, there's, um, if it's a listing, you know, I think we have an episode where we talk about this is that there is some, you know, some people think you should go first. Some people think you should go last. And you can ask those questions like, when do you plan on making a decision and try to get in last if you want to. But if they say, well, we're not making a decision until November, but we want to meet with people now. Well, I'm, I'm still going to try and get in first then because mm-hmm. I want to be the one that they remember and that got to them in a timely manner and got them all the information they wanted. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, again, people make decisions on their own timeline. Like for example, some of the stuff we're getting quotes on, we may not do until December or January. It's we're in October. Like we're staggering things out, but we need all of the information now. So the people who actually get back in touch with us and give us what we need to make our decisions are the ones who are going to get the job when the time comes. Yeah. The ones who don't have time for us now, they're never even going to have a chance. Yeah. The same is true with real estate. You you do have to kind of get get in as quickly as you can unless they're like a year out. I think I, I typically say with buyers, like if they're six months to a year out from buying a house, like they physically can't do anything then because of the way we do our buyer consultation, it doesn't make sense to meet with them because mm-hmm. you're talking about what they're interested in in terms of buying a house and that's not going to be the same house in a yeah. year. It's a slightly different thing though too because you're not giving a quote. But but so, but in listings, it's very similar well, because people want to know yes. how much can I sell my house I, for? I, I don't know if I want to sell my house. I might want to sell it, but I don't know what I can get for it. So I need to get a quote basically people, of yeah. what it is. And, and then, but regardless, we're not planning on if we do the move it's not going to because it's a big deal and it's a change up changes your life we're not going to do it until the spring 
but I want to know now, like, what are we, and now, and then I know enough to go, well, the market will dictate how much the house is. It'll change, blah, blah, blah. But you want, still want to get in there to kind of create Start that relationship. The relationship. Yep. Yeah. And then you just have to oh, keep in contact. You have follow to keep up. in contact. Yeah. Pudding. Pudding. Follow up. Follow up is the pudding. How does it go? I don't know. I don't know that That's one. Something you made up. No, there is a quote there. There There's is a, qu- a quote there. There's a quote with pudding and follow up. Yeah, the something is in the follow up. What is it? The fortune. The, the fortune. fortune. Oh, did you think it was pudding? The pudding is in the follow up. <laughs> There's pudding somewhere. Okay, and I'm gonna find it later. Oh no. <laughs> um, you want to take a break? Yeah, let's take a okay, break. Okay, let's take a break. And we're back. I was close. It's the proof is in the pudding, and that means the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding. <laughs> no, you don't know what it is. He means. just told me. I literally was just told, and I know. Um, the success or like the results that you want are in doing the actual things. Process. Process of doing it. Right. And then when it's proved, that's the proof is in the pudding, and that was the process. Yeah. And my correlation is... <laughs> The follow, the fortune is in the follow up. So proof is in the, you did you did the follow up. So you're like okay, the follow up works. That's a proof is in the pudding, and now you know the fortune is in the follow up. Yes, that's how I correlated the two together. You're welcome. Okay. So you should see how Kayla's spreadsheets go together. They're oh. they go together. Okay. So I think though the point is in in our experience you have to wonder like with these other businesses um that we're encountering do they have any kind of system right for follow up and is and then and then you wonder so i said is this their standard well of course it's not like nobody's standard is but is there, just, is there a standard is there a standard like the, like of course they the owner of the company would say no they're of course not they're supposed to follow up with you and blah 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 but is it written down like this these are the steps that you take after contacts made first you do this then you do this then you do this or do those do they just let these people that are coming out and doing tree quotes to just kind of wing it however whatever they feel like doing and there's so many uh people out there doing quotes for their company that it just is what it is well, yeah, if you have do, enough... Do they have any idea how much business they're losing or even think about that they're losing because they don't have systems? Right. So do they not have systems or do people not follow them? And then that makes me think about like, you know, we're in what I would call the messy middle of things. We're um, always in the messy middle. Yeah. One day, <laughs> one day I'm going to be like, look, we're not in the messy middle it's anymore. Fun it's fun here. Gonna, I like it. It's going to be an amazing feeling. Um, but what what that means is just that like you're, you're, you're in this growth phase where you're trying to bring on new people. And part of bringing on new people is training them and getting them to do the same and repeat repeat the same thing that you were doing as an individual agent or you were doing with the, with one assistant that you're duplicating that. Well, that means everything. That means like the whole, and that's why we say that so often as I'm trying to like get it into people's heads, you know, like that we say what we do, what we'll, what is it? I'm caffeine. <laughs> the caffeine is setting in guys, but we say we'll, we'll, uh, do something and then we do it you in the time we'll promise. Oh my God, I thought you were kidding. <laughs> Kayla, is that you? <laughs> um, but we, we say that because we're, we're trying to drill that into whoever is working right. with us it's because to it's, know that that's really important. Yeah. It's a very simple concept that can be applied to every decision that you make. 
Right. It, right? And- so it, it, it works across the board. So if you, if you, that becomes a mantra of the business, which is what we're trying to do, Yeah. which is then every decision that's being made, whether you're a buyer agent or a transaction coordinator or a showing agent or whatever, um, don't make promises you can't keep. Yeah. Right. Well, and then if you say you're going to do it, then do it. And that doesn't just mean to the client either. That means to the owner of the company or to the, the admin that you told you would have your numbers in by or whatever it is. We don't want for everything. If you well, s- do what you say you're going to do in the time you say you're going to do it. That's the quote. <laughs> so, but how do you know that that's being done? So this is. Audit. Inspect well, what you expect. That's the thing. There's a, there, That's the quote is inspect what you expect. And that's hard to do sometimes. Um, and what I mean is that we're we're all busy, right? We're all busy trying to decipher, right. is this a real lead? Right. <laughs> um, or is this spam? I don't know. But there is. There's a lot of noise. And there's a lot of things that are just um, like in this market right now that I think are just emotionally draining us that we feel... Um, I don't know. Like I, I, I feel this way is just, you know, without the low appraisals and the dealing with inspections and sellers thinking dealing that with new agents that don't know how to be professionals themselves. So you have yeah, to teach them and handle them. Thousands Not on of, our team, co-op agents. Yes, I know exactly what you okay. mean. Um, I know who you mean. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> but there are, there's so many things that drag us in a million directions and emotionally drain us as we're trying to work through transactions and just get something to close because there's low appraisal. Sellers think they have all the hand when it's like, well, do you really though? Because your house is a mess. Um, <laughs> you know, and d- dealing with all of that stuff that it can feel like you don't have time to take a step back and look, are we delivering on the promises that we've made? And it, it's really important that you do, or you end up with people that are out there doing stuff like, like what we're experiencing yeah. where it's like, they are literally losing business for that business owner and that business. Yeah. Well, we use that, that saying so much that we just, we, now it's a natural thing to just apply it to everybody. Did they, when I call somebody and set an appointment, did they do what they say they were going to do in the time they said they were going to do it? And then we add in for the price they said it was going to be on top of that, because we're talking, it's a, it's a slightly, it's a different thing. And as soon as one of those things, they're not doing one of those things, then that's when we call it quits with them. And we move, try move on and try to find somebody else. Um, but and one day we will finish this house, but it's probably going to take several years gonna just take, because it's gonna people take, are bad at their jobs. Yeah, it's going to take way longer to do because we can't find people that would be that can follow that simple that simple line. Do what you say you're going to let's do what you say you're going to do. And, and super again, easy when you. I can't even believe that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just can't even believe we're talking it. about an uh, a put, digging a brand new pool, removing a giant concrete pad. It is a big job. She knows. They know we had a finished drawing of exactly what it would look like. She knows that you're a realtor. She knows that we would refer other business, all of those things. And then had the goal to say, I will have this to you uh, by Monday. And then just didn't have it and didn't have it and say, oh, I'm so sorry. No contact. Well, that's no that's what I was going to say. Kind. Absolutely insane to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's insane. <laughs> it would eat at my head. Like, I think it's just a character, like and, well, integrity well, of communication. Yeah. And it's not just that, but I feel like um, I was saying this to Catherine earlier today, because this type of thing has happened so many times over the last few months, 
that I feel like I bring that now to anybody I call. Like now, no matter what business I call, I already have, I'm taking all of the baggage that I have from all of the past experiences and applying it to people who don't deserve it mm-hmm. at all. Even if they do say, I, I'm already like- You're projecting your trauma, I'm, Pat. Uh, yeah, uh, already. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we are talking about like real estate and stuff. Think about that. Of the people who were trying to, uh, a potential client who they were trying to get information. They were ta- trying to talk to a realtor. The realtor didn't call them back. The realtor said, yeah, I'll send you that information. They never did, blah, blah, blah. And now you meet them at an open house. Right. And they've got all this other baggage that they've brought with them about realtors and stuff. So you've got to remember that, you know, be part of the solution on that and stuff and really kind of maybe go above and beyond when you say you're going to promise something, follow through with it it above and beyond because you don't know what trauma they're bringing to the table. Well, so. So let's go back in time for a minute. So when you're when you're a new agent, you have a lot of time, right? Because you maybe don't have any clients yet and you're figuring things out. So you can promise someone, I'll get you this by the end of the day. And you can probably deliver on that promise. Mm-hmm. And then as you get busier and you have clients and you're running around town, you realize that um, well, there's not enough time in the day to do everything. You have to prioritize and set up a schedule and then do things at certain times. And so then you start to maybe like at that point, I think when you start having clients, especially buyers and you're out in the field, you can't do, let's say, for example, you meet with a seller and you tell them you're going to send them a CMA, but you have showings all afternoon into the evenings. Well, you had your, let's say you had your listing appointment in the morning. You should have been lead generating. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, But let's say you had your listing appointment in the morning. You go grab a quick bite and then you meet people and you show properties the rest of the day. When are you going to do that CMA? In your sleep. To do the CMA, you have to be in front of a computer. You need to be focused on doing that if you're going to do a thorough one. So you need to be at a desk or, you know, like you're not going to do that on your phone. Right. No matter how good you are, you're not going to do it on your phone. So you don't have time. You need to always be looking ahead and saying, when can I realistically get this done? And be able to do it on the fly because they're asking, like, when are you going to have this? Yeah, right. you need yeah, you need so to know to, like okay, tomorrow I don't have anything from called, 2 to 4. Uh, I'm going to do it then yeah. and then I'm going to tell them I'll get it to them by Wednesday morning That's because under promise over deliver. Because if something comes up that changes my schedule tomorrow, I want to make sure I buffer in a little bit of extra time. And again, it's not a per- like you're not perfect, but if you get to that end of, let's say you get to Wednesday morning and it's still not done and you're almost done, at least communicate with them. Yeah, and let them know. Hey, this is going to be, I'm going to have this to you by four. Yes. Say, and then have it to them by two. And, and, and even that is not, a, it's not great. Like you never want to be like, oh, mm-hmm. well, I guess I wasn't as important as whatever you had going on right. yesterday. But at least you've communicated and you will be a step above everyone else who is just like the pool person who's just not communicating at all. Yeah. And just saying, I'll have it to you and then nothing and that, then silence. And that's the other thing that that I always say too is the overpromise. Or under promise and over deliver is, and that goes right along with with saying what you say, doing what you say you're going to do. Which is in my business, when I do a logo for somebody, um, if I, there's any other any listeners that I do end up doing a logo for down the road, um, <laughs> forget that I said this. Um, I tell them I will have three to five comps, like sketches for them by X amount of time. I never do three to five. I always do eight to ten. But I tell them it's three to five and then I 
over deliver. Wow. Then. That, right. Because then I give him eight to 10. It's like, oh, he did a bunch more work. But I was always planning on doing that. But I under promised what I was going to do. It's kind of like when you do budgets, you under yeah, evaluate how much you're going to make. Yeah, it's the same, same sort of thing. So when she said, this pool person said, I will have you something. I will have this thing for you by Monday. She put, and we still don't have it. But if she would have sent it to us on Tuesday, she would have been late. But if she would have said to us, I'll have it to you by Wednesday and then gave it to us on Tuesday, we would have been like, oh, she, uh, we got it early. Yeah. Right. It's like it's a simple thing. And it doesn't really it's like it's a simple thing. You just have to think about those things well, as you're doing. Maybe she meant next Monday. <laughs> maybe. But, you know, so we did talk <laughs> about this in one of the episodes. Where, so, you know, as as you get as you keep going, you learn through experience, right? So I've had plenty of experiences where something didn't go exactly as I planned. And then I'm like, hmm, I'm going to change that now. And um, almost to the point of a fault. <laughs> it's like, let's, how do we make this better? Um, but one example that we talked about not that long ago was that you have to be specific. So if you're going to say by end of day, right. well, my it? end of day is different, different. than everybody else's. Right. And so- Yes. So maybe end of day isn't the best thing to do. Maybe it's to say by the following morning, because then you know you're going to get it done that day and you'll have it to them in the evening. But again, their expectations are they hear what they want to hear and their expectation is based around whatever whatever their life is like. Yes. So perception. Yeah. So if you tell a consumer, I'll have that to you. Um well, like what I just said, I'm just, I was thinking of the pool woman. She said, she sent me two different text messages and one said, right after sun, another. Sun, yeah. One said Sunday late afternoon and the other one said Monday. And I'm like, I don't. For the same thing. So to me, what that sounded like is you're going to send it to me Sunday afternoon so that I will have it on Monday. But either way, in because of my. Either ex- way, we didn't get anything. <laughs> <laughs> but because of my experience with all of this, I said, I'm not going to call or follow up until after Tuesday because I know that I probably won't get it until late Monday. Well, right. it still you hasn't come. Get um, we are really driving this pool example home yeah. here. But this if you guys the- email me, I'll uh, I'll tell you what the pool company is. <laughs> so you- but the, the, the point is, though, like, I think you have to. Just every time you're dealing with another business is like learn from their mistakes along with your own because then you'll it's kind of like a fast track way to to like gain experience. Yeah. Not have to like truly have a client go through that with your own business. Well, and the same thing. And this is this is a little bit different. But like, you know, when you go um, to. okay, I'm going to give you an example. This isn't going down a rabbit hole. So you don't have to play the song (laughs) or the little little thing. So um, recently I wanted to get like just a general checkup, like your normal annual doctor's visit. Well, I have a doctor that I've been to before and I called to schedule an appointment like two or three months ago and I had to leave a voicemail. They never answer their phone. You have to leave a voice message and then they call you back. And I played phone tag with those people for like two weeks trying to get an appointment scheduled. And it's not that they, they one or two times they didn't call back at all. And, and then the other couple times they did, but they, it was just a train wreck. And I was like, okay, this is stupid. I spent almost a month just trying to get an appointment. And finally I was like, you know what? There's gotta be a better way, right? I'm going to go find a different doctor. And so I went and I did some research online, obviously like Google, like find, find somebody with good reviews that's in a location that I want to drive to. Cause that's important to me. And I found um, a different doctor's office. I was able to schedule online. 
Then I received with like a, a calendar, a calendar thing. Yeah. I was able to schedule online. Um, most doctor's office I called, they were like a month or two out from having an, an appointment with a new patient. And I was like, that's ridiculous. I mean, I, I just want to get in. It's like a quick little visit, like yeah. check my blood pressure, do a quick blood test and I'm out the door and it's going to take me two months to get in there. So I found one that it, I, I was able to schedule it, I think within a couple weeks and she had good reviews. It was a good location, a good, um, it was, or, you know, the organization was, um, with a reputable hospital and, uh, so I scheduled it online. Then I got an email notification that reminded me of the appointment, told me what I needed to do prior to the appointment. Then I got a text message notification, you know, reminding me the day before or whatever. And then I went in and I did my thing. They have a portal where all of the information comes in and it's an app. And I get all my all my tests that were done for my annual mm-hmm. exam. They just that te- notifies me on my phone. Yeah. Compared to the one who has a voicemail. That's where the mailbox is full. That I can't even, and I do remember they have some portal too, but like. They all have portals. Yeah. But but. the point is, is like, this is the experience that I want to have as a consumer. So does everyone else. That is what makes technology great. And people want that, but they don't want technology to interfere with, with things. They want it to make it better. Right. So if, if as a business owner, as we move forward, I mean, we use a calendar system and we don't use it as much as we could, you know, for letting people schedule their own appointments. But like we try to implement the same types of things that other big organizations do because that's what consumers want. You know, that's why I think like, you know, if you think about, um, some of these companies lately that have made uh, big names for themselves, like Open Door and buying homes and stuff. Why are they so popular with consumers? It's because, and wrong or right, the perception from consumers is that they made their lives easier mm-hmm. through that process. Sure, <laughs> Kayla's shaking her head. <laughs> but the point is, well, think about think about that's how the consumer views it. Yeah, mm-hmm. think about how much easier, like Uber Eats, for example is really nice because not just because of the number of restaurants that you can get food from that you wouldn't normally be able to get, but because you don't have to talk to anybody on the phone. I don't have to call up. Hey, and you call up and they go, can you please hold for a minute? Sure. And then you sit there on hold for a while and then they, say, what can we get for you? And then you got to go through the whole thing and the credit card number and the address and blah, blah, blah. Or I can go to Uber, hit three buttons, get what I want. Mm-hmm. Now they're monsters. <laughs> that, whole, that whole thing is, you know, they don't pay their their drivers and all that stuff. But outside of all of that, like the convenience of it, that's why they're successful. That's where the success comes mm-hmm. from, you know. And and so it's the same sort of thing. It's like having knowing that I'm being followed up with. I can watch where the driver is. Now there's mistakes that are made and stuff, but you can. We ordered uh, a pizza from a new since we're in a new house. We ordered from a new pizza place, and that you can actually order on their on their, from their website. So I didn't have to call on the phone. Um, but it wasn't through Uber. And we, Catherine was like, well, where's the pizza at? And I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like <laughs> well, old fashioned, become- <laughs> like they're, they just get here when they get here. I don't know. I can't follow it on the, on the app and stuff. You took, you forget about that. But that's, that's what we're accustomed to. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I think you have to apply that even to real estate is like if somebody sets an appointment with me and I'm going to their listing, like how can we make sure that they know that we're coming yeah. and and that they're going to be there? How do we get that feature? How do we make sure that they're there? Yeah, that's true too. <laughs> but yeah, you set the appointment on Monday for Thursday, yeah. right? And you just show up on Thursday 
There's no, you don't, I mean, that's, that's, people do that kind of stuff. I've, we've been watching it happen here and everything, but ideally what I want is the confirmation email where, where I can click on it and put it right in my calendar and then a follow up text message the day of, or the day before reminding me that tomorrow is my appointment. And then after the appointment, how was your appointment? Do you have any questions? This is where you can contact us. Expect your quote by Thursday at noon or whatever. When that kind of stuff happens, and it does happen, it's like, oh, this company is awesome. Well, and then, okay, so take, and all of that is true. And then the, the, the final piece of that, though, is the person who comes out or the person that meets with, they need to seem knowledgeable and that they know what they're doing yeah. on top of it. Yeah, of so if somebody comes out and you're like, uh, I don't know what yeah. this person's talking about or they don't they don't know this neighborhood or whatever. And they didn't look at the resources I provided. <laughs> so if that happens, then it doesn't matter if you had all of the systems in place to, you know, schedule the appointment, remind them of the appointment, give them the the exact details about how things are going to happen. If you don't show yeah, up and sales, do a good job, yeah, the sales team has to be able to do their part, too. But that yeah. all of those other things are so important. Yeah, to have. I'll tell you. Um, they go a long way. I I I got a listing. This was back in sometime in the summer, but I got a listing, and I remember um, th- that I had a conversation with the the seller about um, if he was interviewing other agents, and he was. Um, but then when I went to do the listing appointment, they were ready to go. Like we signed listing paperwork, and um, he said that the other agent just didn't show up to the appointment. What? So I got the listing because the other person just didn't show up. Yeah. I mean, no also, call, no show. also I'm like, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm okay at my job and everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do but you just not show up to a happens, list in, it, in this market? That happened. Kayla, I, that, <laughs> I would say 30% of the people that I've called that have set appointments, like I've set appointments, just didn't show up. That'd be crazy. I'd, happens, be, I'd be calling happened, them. It's happened almost every single day in the last three weeks where so I had an appointment, when I've had an appointment set where there was somebody that was supposed to be there that just didn't show. So, and, and then didn't communicate. And didn't communicate. No, ghosted. Well, so then, okay. So we were joking about making sure the other people are there too. Cause we had one recently where I went to a listing appointment and the people were not home. Mm-hmm. And that was really annoying for me. That was um, a big drive too. <laughs> so, and, and we did all of the right steps to follow up in advance to make sure they were there, except um, saying if you're if you don't respond to this, like I'm not driving out to your house, <laughs> which right. would have been the only change I would make. Um, but why weren't they there? Maybe okay, so multiple reasons. Like maybe they weren't really serious. They forgot. You know, I mean, you know, we sent them a calendar invite that they could add to their calendar. So I find that hard to believe. Um, or the other reason is maybe they just didn't think that we were going to show up because that's happened to them before. I'm not making excuses like that's crazy to me. I really don't understand that. But like, again, look at it from the consumer perspective. If they're used to people just not showing up when they say they're going to, then they just put you in the same category. They don't know you. So um, so just all you have to do is show up. (laughs) That's my that's my two cents. But yeah, that the the other one. And then in that conversation, the the seller said that they called the agent who was supposed to come, they called because they had an appointment and the guy said that he, the guy said that he did. And the owner was like, I was here all day. That guy did not show up. Right. So I just said, so he lied. So he just was like, you know, obviously we're not going to move forward with that guy because yeah, I know lied, for a fact, lied my face. <laughs> I know for a fact that he did not show up because it was here and, all day waiting for him. And not only that, but you, so you showed up 
And I know, I'm sure like when you did this and you showed up at these people's house and they weren't there, I'm sure there was follow-up. So this guy randomly showed up at this or showed up at the house. Uh, the guy, he said, wasn't there. Right. And you didn't follow up immediately and say, hey, I'm at your house or whatever. I'm calling bull on that. Bull. Yeah. Either that or he went to the wrong address, which says enough about that. Right. Yeah. No kidding. <laughs> well, and that that was what the, the seller said was like, well, why didn't you call or something yeah. when you were, if you were here, yeah. why didn't you call? Right. Because, because yeah. you weren't. Yeah. Because you didn't come yeah. because you didn't put it in your calendar or, and, or you put it on the wrong date or whatever the case may be. You didn't have a system in place to do the job correctly. And that tells me everything about how you're going to handle my listing. So I'm going to go with this girl who actually showed up, showed up on time, did a good job presenting and yeah. seems pretty cool. Yeah. He was a liar, liar, <laughs> was a pants on fire. <laughs> All right. You guys want to take a break? Sure. All right. Let's take a break. The Think Look B team is an Orlando-based real estate team with Keller Williams Realty at the Parks. We operate as a boutique-style company with the resources of the largest real estate company behind us. Think Look B is looking for talented people like you to join our team. If you happen to live in the Orlando area and you're a detail-oriented quick learner, then we might have a place for you. Whether you're a real estate agent or administrative professional, we are looking for individuals who are ready to work hard and ready for success. If you're ready to join the team, visit us at thinklivebee.com. And we're back. Yes. Well, so in all of that, you know, I think sometimes I wonder, like we're we're in a good place, but sometimes I wonder, like, shouldn't we be even further along considering how bad most people are at the follow-up? But then I think, you, you know, it goes back to looking at the consumer standpoint and realizing that they're having bad experiences and that you have to just keep following up because yeah. again you've just got to catch them on the phone yeah and show them that you're not like the other people who promised them something and didn't deliver on it yeah. and then actually do what you say you're going to do and then that i think is where it connects like sometimes people don't want to um you know <laughs> that too but sometimes people don't want to um sign listing paperwork at the initial listing consultation and I know that that's a skill that I'm always trying to work on because obviously I want to do the one step listing appointment. I want to go, I want to get my paperwork signed and be like, yes, I took it. Um, but you can also understand why a consumer might have a hard time doing that because number one, they're always told to get three quotes for everything. Well, that includes the most important asset of their, their life, you know, so they want to meet with multiple people. So if you just do what you say you're going to do though, so if you meet with them and they're not ready to sign, and you say, I'm going to send you a follow-up with this information or whatever, and then you actually do it, you can pretty much guarantee that if they meet with three people, probably the other two, but at least one of those other people isn't going to do what they said they were going to do yeah. or not show up on time or have to cancel or reschedule or do something wrong yeah. based on just the averages that we're talking about. Like 30% of the people you've called up and shown up. Yeah. So probably the same thing is true with real estate. Like if they schedule three appointments, right. somebody's going to mess up. And then how many of those actually did a good listing presentation and had the experience. Right. Right. And all you start to factor all that in, then yeah. It's yeah. like that's how you do make promises, follow up on the promises, do it when you say you're gonna do it, and you're already ahead of the game. Do yeah. good job. <laughs> do good job. <laughs> do good job. Do good job. <laughs> it's time for the game where I give you two choices and you have to figure out which is which. 
new. This isn't new. We've done this. We've done this one before. I think we've only done it once, though. So there's. Yeah, I think that's true. It's the one. Well, Pat will tell us. He'll give the intro. Oh, oh, oh. I, I recall. Yeah. Like last time we did this was with Dolly Parton mm-hmm. and Benjamin Moore Paint picking the songs and That's the colors. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Right. That was so, fun. so just because you won. So, yeah. So, for the <laughs> listeners who maybe not didn't hear that episode, um, I'll explain it again. So, I've got two uh, words, okay. one word uh, or titles, I guess is better. One is a title of a Willie Nelson song. Okay. And the other is a color from the Benjamin Moore color list. Okay. <laughs> these all going to be, these are always going to be country people. Um, I'm well, no, not always, <laughs> but I'm looking for people who have a big enough catalog. Sure. Okay. Of music. Right. Yeah. So where they can do that. Okay. Hey, no cheating, Kayla. Sorry. I was looking at emails. <laughs> what? I know. Come You're on. looking at emails? I'm sorry. It caught my attention. Oh my God. Okay. So the first one is Sausalito Sunset or Bloody Mary Morning? Which one is the Willie Nelson song? Oof. Okay. I'll go first. Okay. I'm going to guess Bloody Mary Morning. That's the one I was going to say. Okay. Okay. Let's see. <laughs> well, it's a bloody merry morning, baby. Left me without warning sometime in the night. <laughs> this is the music my family listens to oh, up Will, north. Willie Nelson's good. That is, that's a fun little song. Mm-hmm. All right. Um. So nobody got that one because well, we, we both did. We picked the same one, so we both got a point. I think we both get a point. Yeah, you both get. A point. Okay, we don't just lose because I mean we got it right. Hi, Biscotti. Which um, Bloody Mary morning? I wonder what color that could be if if it was. A I would color. think it'd be like a burnt red. Yeah, like something. Yeah, like probably that. like the Kinda the zing zang. Uh, a little more orange than your sweater right now, like more orange to it. Mm-hmm. For the listener. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Who has no idea. I'm wearing it's a burgundy a bur- burgundy. <laughs> burgundy sweater. Picture it. Um but uh yeah, Zing Zang. Um that stuff's good. Oh the Bloody Mary Mix, mm-hmm. Zing Zang. Yeah. yeah I was just one. thinking about having it's one. Been a long and- time, yeah. <laughs> okay, next one is Harbor Fog or London. Which one is the Willie Nelson song? Fog. Harbor Fog. That was what I was gonna guess too. Both of you guess Harbor Fog? Yeah. Yes. Let's see. Mm, wrong. You guys got that one wrong. Yeah. Well, that one's a slow one. You <gasps> scream. Yeah, it sounds sounds like uh, sitting on a front porch. Uh, <laughs> Listen to him almost makes you want to cry. <laughs> Watching the rain come in. That's what that sounds like to me. <laughs> um, okay, so we. Both, Both got, lose a lost point. That one. <laughs> okay, so we're tied. <laughs> What's next? Okay. Oh my goodness! I don't know <laughs> if that made it under the microphone. <laughs> that biscotti yawn. That was really loud. <laughs> next is Salmon Stream or Whiskey River. Which me. one is the Willie Nelson song? Okay. Well, I'm, I think I would say Whiskey River. Salmon Stream. Okay. Oh, this is the first one you guys did opposites. Yeah. Uh oh. 
Why did I not? Wow. <laughs> Come on, the word whiskey was in it. I know, I but I just, that. I thought. I think there's some whiskey stuff in the in the uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Moore color palette. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, well, that actually, that sounds like a nice color. That would like be a, like a yellow, gold, brown mix of sorts. Yeah. I don't know how that translates on a wall, actually. That might just be brown. Yeah. <laughs> it might know. be a nice accent color for a small sliver of a wall. Yeah. We'll we'll have to look that up. <laughs> okay. So I am winning. Yep. Yay. Okay. So the next one <laughs> is distant gray or pretty paper. Which one is the Willie Nelson song? Sometimes I feel distant gray. Sometimes I feel pretty paper. Um, <laughs> What do you think? You go first. I'm going to say pretty paper. Okay, I'm gonna go opposite, distant gray. <laughs> I was like, can't be too many sad songs here. <laughs> this is like a a um, Christmassy song. Mm. Oh yeah. Oh okay. Oh, that's fun. I actually was gonna guess pretty paper, but I wanted to give Kayla one. Thanks. Oh, man. So we're tied up. It makes it more interesting. Thanks for paying me I'm to playing, win I'm here. Playing against myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay what's next <laughs> okay next we've got hold on one second let me set this up okay i don't have a very uh easy way to do this so i'm doing it all manually finding each song and well speaking of the holidays we ordered a little christmas tree um because you know we're in a bigger house now so we we know where we want to put our main christmas tree and you're gonna have two well, it's just like a small little decorative. I mean, it's oh. tall, but it's thin. And yeah. we're going to put that more in the family room space. And we ordered it so that we yeah, get we it always, in time. <laughs> we buy a real tree mm-hmm. for the house. And then, but this is like a, where we're putting the main tree isn't where we, isn't our family room and stuff. We wanted something for the family yeah. room. So Decoration. And that's the problem when you move we, up into a house. We ordered it now. So fill it more. Yeah. yeah. Well, even like the fall decorations that we put out, it's like. You almost can't tell you because can't they're all spread out. There is one. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. I don't think there's anything no. in this room. Yeah. Anyway, I love Christmas. <laughs> almost there. Almost okay. There. So the next one is San Mateo Beaches or Summer of Roses. Which one is the Willie Nelson song? Are you going first this time? I don't remember. I think I went first last time. Okay. I'm going to say Summer of Roses. Ooh, I was going to say the beach. Okay. Okay. I bring you one springtime of robins One springtime of robins to sing And I bring you one summer of roses One songs make me think of my family because this is karaoke songs that they would sing at our family reunions half like dead drunk (laughs) sounds like fun (laughs) it is fun to watch oh man i don't know how those six-year-olds do it but they keep doing it year after year wait the six-year-olds are drunk no yes that too no i'm just kidding (laughs) 60 oh yeah yeah um okay so i am one point ahead 
Biscotti is intently listening and watching. Is she? She's like, oh, she is. who's winning? <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Next one is old world romance or blue star? Mm-hmm. Which one is the Willie Nelson song? Blue. Blue star? You're say blue star? Yep. Um, what was the first one? Old world romance. I'm going to say blue star as well. Okay, both are saying blue star. Let's see who will. I've had a big head start, but it's true. That we're just riding on the wind. Still the same old me and you. When you reach the heavens bright I'll be the blue star on your right Oh, I like that. (laughs) That's a pretty song. That's a really good one. Um, Okay, so we both get a point. Where am I sitting right now? Am I winning? No, I am. (laughs) Sorry. By one. Yeah, I'm winning. Yeah, by one. Yeah, that's winning. One. <laughs> oh my I'm, God. I'm winning. You, you know, I just want to make sure everyone's clear on it. <laughs> it is winning. Um, I do like that song. I like the idea that uh, that. Well, never mind. I don't want to go all deep into that. <laughs> so just ignore everything I said. The blue star to your right. Um. Well, how many more do we have? Um. Oh no! What? What happened? You lost your track. Your uh, the track you were on. Yeah, I did. Um, hold on. Well, while Pat's doing that, let's okay, talk we more got, about. Okay, we got one more. Okay, zip it. <laughs> well, so we're we, in competition mode. I'm not if, your friend right Kayla now. If Kayla wins, or if Kayla gets a point, then we're tied. Then there's a tie. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but if I win, then it's game. <laughs> right. So it would do Kayla. Kayla's only shot is to do the opposite of what you do. That's true. So you got to get it wrong, woman. I got my angry eyebrows on right now. Okay. So okay. the last one. Creek bed or big river? Who goes first? You go Which first. Which one is the Willie Nelson song? What was it? Creek bed or big river? Big river. Oh, that's what I was going to say. Well, you can. You yeah. can say I whatever know. you want. Yeah, I say you, big river. You screwed her out of winning just by picking the same thing. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to, but I mean, that's what I was going to guess, so I'm going to go with it. <laughs> Sounds like a big river kind of song. And I'm going to sit right here until I die. I met her accidentally. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, <Yay>! not sorry. <laughs> okay. I am the reigning champion of 2021. <laughs> Catherine wins that. Of course, we will reset. I let you have it. Because you won the Dolly Parton one t- as well, I yes, believe. Yes, I believe so. Play some Metallica. Do some Metallica versus <laughs> Pink. I don't want to drive our listeners to not listen. Oh, come ah. on. <laughs> Tell the greatest band of all time. Oh, my goodness. That is simply not true. <laughs> I will stand in my argument. Oh, she took me to 
I, I accidentally am still playing music. It's like, <laughs> oh, sorry, Biscotti. I just tapped you. Okay. What are we at next? Small wins? Small Got some wins. small wins? Um, I think Pat has to play the little intro before we can actually talk small wins. It's not official till he plays it. Exactly. Um, to, today, uh, well, yeah. This this weekend um, had some solid wins. Small wins. Small wins. Small wins. I'll go first. Um, I was just going to say, so uh, if you listen to this regularly, I probably mentioned recently that one of my goals for the rest of the year is to hold four open houses a weekend. Um, what I've realized is, so I kind of only have control over um, setting them, like scheduling the open houses, right? Because things go pending. And so... The goal is now just basically scheduling four open houses for the weekend. Right. And so we did it. I did it again (laughs) where I scheduled four for this past weekend and one of them went pending. So I ended up doing three. So now I've done three open houses this past weekend, three the weekend before. So now I'm going to set another four for this weekend and just keep doing it. And again, just being in control of or like being okay with what I can control and just doing that activity right. is is kind of a small win for me because sometimes I'll let like, oh, I didn't hit the actual goal. I didn't do four open houses. Oh, right. no, you know, and, and letting that kind of get in the way of the fact that, well, but you'd held three and that's more than you normally mm-hmm. hold. So mm-hmm. that's a small win for me, like mentally. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, it is all about how you look at it because you don't have a control. So it's almost, it's kind of the same as setting Appointments, like you can control the number of appointments that you set to a certain degree, but you ne- can't necessarily control the number of of taken because maybe those people can't buy a house. Maybe there, you know, there's some sort of issue or whatever. But you can control the number of appointments you set, and the, and same thing. Now all you have to worry about is what else you can control, which is the follow up. That you can't control how many of them decide to use you as an agent or actually buy a home, but you can control. Your follow up. Yeah. And I mean, you could argue that you do have control over some of that just with scripts and dialogues. Of course. But but I just even take that step of like one step further back of like, but you can control how many people you call every day. You can control Mm -hmm. the activity that leads to the results. And so that's just what I'm I'm just like, okay, I'm only going to focus on what is in my control and be okay with that. And that's a small win. I feel hyped up. (laughs) That's all that coffee. What's your small win? My small win is uh, my friend from Argentina. This is her second time coming to the U.S. She went through medical school in Argentina, and they have to do some um, exams here in the U.S. in order to be a doctor here. Mm. Um, she came to is find- she a doctor there now? Yes, she oh, okay. can be, okay. yeah, um, yeah. but she wants to come to the U.S. and right. be a doctor here. So she's finished her medical stuff already, and she was finally able to come to the country and take her exam. Um, she was scheduled for June of this year, and then it got shut down by her government. So now it reopened so that she can visit. Um, so I got to see her on Sunday, and I spent all my Sunday afternoon with her and my other friend who lives here. And I still made it for my sundown sit day. I didn't let my socializing drain me enough to remove myself from getting the energy to find a scooter and scoot my butt to Lake Ye- to my location where I sit. Oh, you're keeping it on the down low. I don't want to be kidnapped. You don't, you don't want to get mobbed by people. I never post fans. my video while I'm there. You don't want crazy fans. No, to I don't want to get kidnapped. There's scary stuff out there. Nobody needs to know where I'm at at the same time every week. Interesting. 
Well, that's fine. Good. I'm glad you got yes. your stuff. So small win. I still got to do my preparation that I seek to do every week. And my small win is well, everything we talked about today of calling people and trying to get appointments set and everything. We finally got a contractor locked down, Yay. I think, for the Monday. outs for doing all of the our houses, all cedar and cypress shingle siding, which is rare for Florida. Mm-hmm. So trying to find somebody who can come in and do all of the beadboard fascia and do the siding has been a challenge. But I think we finally found somebody who's good and who understands what we want and the way we want it when we want it done <laughs> and all of those things. So um, that is a, a, a small weight lifted off my shoulders of for all the people that we need to find. Small so. win. Yeah, because that one's really important to keep yeah. it how you guys want it. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey, guys, remember to rate and review us on iTunes. It really helps new listeners find us. You can also send questions, letters, and stories to us at our website on SeekingTheBest.com. You can even leave us a voicemail and we'll play it on the show. Send us a tweet at SeekTheBestPod. And for Kat, Kayla, and myself, thanks for listening. And we'll figure this all out next week. Adios. Bye. This has been a Think Live Be production.